Hey Solomon, this is J. Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, no commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a, book a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Solomon's Talk was designed to curate the stories of solo moms globally. As a facilitator of this platform, I aim to create a peaceful environment where you can share your heart, feel loved, and get the advice you need. So if this sounds like you, why not RSVP for our next virtual meetup? The link is below. It's where you can retreat from the chaos of your life so you can recharge, connect with other moms, and get answers to your burning questions. Remember, you're not alone and you don't have to parent in silence. Today I'm speaking with Kelly Calabrese, who's a solo mom, a fitness, nutrition, wellness, and lifestyle expert who specializes in taking a spirit, mind, body approach to whole life wellness. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yes, for sure. All right. So we're going to get into your career and your coaching. First of all, I always want to know, who is Kelly? Tell us who you are. Wow, that's a great question. I am a child of the Most High King first. My faith is very important to me. So that's number one. I am a single mom to two amazing children. And I'm someone who wakes up every day excited to empower people to walk in divine health, to overcome every fear, every rejection, every shame so that they can rise up and become who they are destined and purposed to be. Oh, wow. Okay. Thank you for sharing. And tell us, how did you become a solo mom? Yeah. So I was married for 24 years and my husband came home and he said, my commitment to our marriage is zero. And he left Wow. <laughs> and it floored me. It took me to my knees. It emptied me out. It had me re-question everything in my life. I and I went on a healing sabbatical. And I did all the things when you're in that much pain and a tornado comes in and blows up your life and leaves this gaping hole in your heart. That's excruciatingly painful. Mm -hmm. You're going to do something to figure it out. And because I always line up with divine health, I wanted to do something healthy. So I did all the things. I went to divorce.
course recovery. I went to the conferences, read the books, listened to the sermons. I did all the things to get well, mm-hmm. but that that's how it happened. You know, you need to own your part in it. Yeah. That's how I became solo. And that was three and a half years ago. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm sorry that happened, but I'm glad that you're here standing on the Shore Foundation. With confidence yes. and boldness. Yeah. Great. Okay. So, and what has been your biggest challenge beyond the devastation of, you know, the breakup of your marriage and finding yourself alone with two children? Yeah, the kids were definitely a huge challenge. A lot of unreasonably difficult things happened in the year after my husband left. I mean, and it happens to a lot of people. Your whole world changes. You Mm -hmm. usually wind up moving. You might change your friend group because they were all couples and now you're single. Your kid's school may change. The church may change. And you're dealing with two kids who didn't ask for this. And mine were 16 and 17. And so, you know, they had their licenses. They had little jobs. They were full-time students, full-time athletes they were busy. And what I didn't know is that they are looking for a safe place to let all of their anger out. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be on the stronger parent. So Mm -hmm. that was me. So I became the target of all their anger, their bitterness, their, you know, feeling rejected. And I didn't think I was going to be the target. (laughs) Um, So that was really difficult because I was grieving myself, but I also, you know, those teenage years were kind of tough anyway, Mm -hmm, but you really mm -hmm. needed to figure out how to navigate that. And girls and boys in general usually act differently. Girls usually get quiet and shut down and boys are more, you know, angry and more likely to just be aggressive. And so that's what what mine did. And I wasn't expecting that at all. So that made it even more challenging. Yeah. For me, I felt like such a failure myself. That was, I was holding my own feet to the fire, burning myself. Mm -hmm. Like this shouldn't have happened to you. You Mm -hmm. did, you were the least likely person to be divorced. And I was just telling that story, that victim story over and over and over in my head for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could see how it would be a a bigger challenge because you put, you put everything on yourself to begin with, but then the children, them needing healing made you feel like it was all your fault all over again. I thought that ruined their lives. Oh my goodness. I was like, oh, they'll never, you know, the statistics for divorced kids, which I didn't know any of this at the time, but it's not good. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're dropping out of school more, teenage pregnancy, crime, more likely to get divorced. I mean, it goes on and on. There's nothing good about it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a statistic, but the averages for kids of divorce are not good. They're more depressed. They're more suicidal. Um, They don't go on to have good long-term relationships. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. I would imagine part of it is that, you know, they lash out. And if the adults are too self-absorbed to to be able to actually pay attention, then I think having gone through divorce myself, you know, I can say that there were times, you know, I I just didn't want to deal with the other party. I just, I get angry and, you know, and I've seen it because you, you just don't want to be bothered. But we have to think about the kids at that time. As yeah. Difficult and, as it is. Yeah. Like I said, we're going to do something. When you feel that much pain, some Mm -hmm. people are going to stay angry. Some people are going to try and control everything Mm -hmm. because that'll make it better if you're just, you know, this perfectionist or enabling Mm -hmm. or... 
some women will just run into the arms of another man because mm-hmm. that'll make everything better or isolate or escape or mm-hmm. drink or you can overdo anything, even exercise. Yeah. You can take anything good to the excess because we're trying to make pain go yeah. away. Yeah. And anything that we choose to do is going to fall short, in, mm-hmm. in my opinion, of keeping your eyes on God who, yeah. one who can redeem and heal all things. Yes, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And to pray for those children because boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's been three and a half years and I can tell you it's been about three months now that I have my kids back. I mean, they were prodigal children for Aww. three and a half years yeah. and I was a praying mama. Yeah. At some point, it's all you can do is yeah. just trust and pray and surrender and be obedient and uh-huh. be a good example and try and impart wisdom and set healthy boundaries on yourself too yes. because yeah. you have to let them know that you can't treat your mom that way uh-huh. and you're going to have a mother-in-law one day and a wife <laughs> one day or um, you know, sisters-in-law. You, you can't treat a woman this way. Yeah, so, eventually they come back home. So. They do, yeah. yeah. Mine did. I'm so yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right. So tell me, um, why do you take a mind, body, spirit approach to healing or to well-being? Yeah, that's a great question. So I decided early on that I wanted to be what I called an exercise therapist. I was 13 when I decided that. So when I was wow. 17, I got certified and I got you know three college degrees and helping people on the physical side. So clinical exercise, physiology, and so on. And what I started to notice was when I worked with people physically, it started to change them mentally. Mm-hmm. And back in the you know late 80s, not everyone had a personal trainer. It was mostly doctors and attorneys and you know professionals. So these were high-stress people. And I was in the New Jersey, New York area. And I noticed that they would start coming in and going, you know what? My employees are noticing that I'm just happier. And my kids even like me better. And my wife is saying, you know, I'm less stressed and more talkative. And so I instantly started to notice when I can get the physical body starting to change, the mind will start to change. Mm. So I did a deep dive on studying the mind. And when you get to the end of the mind, you're at the quantum level, the smallest possible vibration of things. And at the end of that is the spiritual. And so you can't disconnect the three. They all work together. So my vehicle has been through my career. If I can help people physically and spend time with them, we can work on their mindset and then also the spirituality. But you can take it from any side first. You can have someone Mm -hmm. who really is strong in their faith, but they abuse their body. Mm -hmm. And you can have someone, you know, who's super fit, but they don't have any faith or, you know, belief in something whole and real and true and light. Yeah. So when I get the three working together, it just picks up the momentum. Change can happen so much faster and get into this flow where things just happen beautifully. Oh, I like that. Yeah. The whole man, right? Yes. Yeah. If you try and do it on your own, like how many of us have gone on a diet? Probably a dozen diets. And if you try <laughs> and do it in your own flesh, it is difficult, you know, versus yeah. if you partner with God and you're like, okay, God, my body, your temple, help me. The flesh is weak. I want ice cream mm-hmm. at night. Like <laughs> I can't, I don't want to measure stuff and follow and get on the scale or whatever, yeah, but yeah. with you, all things are possible. Yeah. And he does help too. I mean, it's some, some of the simplest things he does when I think about stuff like that. And I'll see a recipe or I'll I'll see a video about the exact thing I was thinking about. So he does have... I'm excited to share that Solomon's Talk is now on YouTube. Check out these interviews on our new channel, Solomon's
Moms Talk TV. There you will actually see the interaction between myself and my guests. You will also find bite-sized clips of daily inspiration to help you manage the struggles of everyday life. So click Solomon's Talk TV to watch now. I am a certain age and I'm having a rough time and I'm talking personally because I want to share that, right? I'm having a rough time with managing my weight. You know, there was a time I was size five and I was size five for the longest time. It was so easy to just get back into that size five, but now it's a struggle. But I'm more concerned about my whole physiology as a middle-aged woman. What can you do for me? Yeah, that's a great question. So if you look at our 20 24 hours, we spend a good amount of time sleeping and a lot of people overlook sleep. Uh We're designed to go to bed when it gets dark and wake up when it gets light. But because we're under these bright lights, we've got technology and stuff going all the time. We're getting to bed later. We're not sleeping well. We're not getting that deep sleep. So we we get to spend hours talking about sleep, but I would say do what you can to correct your sleep. The Uh sleep is the magic. That's when your body detoxifies. That's when you get rid of old dead cells. That's when your metabolism can reboot. That's when your hormones reset. That's when you get rid of the waste from the day. Melatonin comes out when you sleep enough. So starting your day off rested is huge. Mm. Then having a good morning routine where you set your day up for success. So another big part is water, hydration. Your body's made up of about 75% water. Get rid of all your other beverages. Drink a gallon (laughs) of water a day and watch. I mean, look at the beverage aisle in the grocery store. My goodness. Compared to when we were kids, to now, I mean, it's like three aisles big. What are we drinking? Mm-mm-mm. You know, all the caffeinated and sweetened beverages and dyes and artificial, you know, nonsense. Mm-hmm. Drink a gallon of water every day. Watch what your body does when you do that. Watch how your skin changes and your digestion changes and, you know, energy. Your cells are working. They're communicating instead of stressed out and struggling and dehydrated. So water is the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, movement. Get up and get moving before your body has a chance to realize you're on the treadmill. Just get up and do it. First thing, you're designed to move every single day. Yeah. And getting started is the hardest part. You know, put your gym shoes out, you know, sleep in your workout gear if you have to, whatever, get up and put in a video, go in the garage. I mean, whatever you have to do, do something to get moving first thing every day. Then it's done. And yeah. you set the tone for a boosted metabolism and high energy and a clear mind yeah. all day long. Yeah. And then nutrition, if I just had to give it a snapshot, I would say Mediterranean, where you've got those beautiful vegetables and those berries and healthy fats like coconut and avocado and nuts. And then those lean proteins like your salmon and could be ground beef or steak, but lean protein, Mm -hmm. good vegetables, and then uh, stay away from anything processed. And if you just did those kindergarten things, you will see a tremendous difference. I'm 52, so we might be somewhat close in age, but as we hit this, you know, midlife, our body, you know, we're all aging. So we want to do what we can to stay healthy naturally. And yeah. those, you know, five things are really key. Okay. All right. Thank you. And I'm way older than you, but anyway. <laughs> Ah, well, you look great. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. What? It, so I'm I'm thinking that what you've explained regarding you know exercising and watching what you eat kind of thing is what you call whole life wellness. Am I correct? Yeah. Well, whole life wellness actually refers to physical, financial, relational, professional, social, ah. mental, emotional, cultural. So it's every area. So if you can imagine a wheel having all 
all these spokes. Mm-hmm, if, mm-hmm. if the center of the spoke was, you know, zero and at the top of the wheel was like a 10 and you were to grade, like, where are you on a scale of one to 10 with um, 10 being the best? Is your fitness a six, but your finances are a two, but your relationship is a zero because mm-hmm. you're maybe not in one. You know, so where are you? And that wheel, you know, looks kind of jagged as if you were to connect the dots. Yeah. So we tend to be really strong in one. Like maybe we're great at budgeting and we live below our means and we save and we give and, and that's awesome. But, you know, we go through the drive through every day and we're 40 pounds overweight and, you know, or maybe our relationships are not great. Mm-hmm. So looking at every area of your life, because almost everyone is good in at least something, hopefully yeah. multiple things. And sometimes we're supposed to do a deep dive in one of those so that we really grow in that area. Um, let's say, for example, we're at the age where we might be caregiving for our parents. We kind of know that's happening as we get older. But when that happens, sometimes we have to put other things on hold to really care for those parents and walk them out in their last season of life. But there's so much that could be learned in that season from walking them through that stage of their life. Or when you have babies, that's a, you know, that's a big focus. So you're not maybe you know launching a new business while you're having a baby. So it's not always going to be 10 in every area all the time. But if there's lagging areas, I want to help people with that, whether they have a poverty mindset or they're not good at making friends, because it is a, a whole life. It's not just about your salary for goodness sake. There's so much more than that. That's important and money's important. We don't want a poverty mindset, but just having good income, people will tell you who make a lot of money, it's not everything. Right. Yeah, for sure. It goes with saying that if you you, you talk about how sometimes some part not right, even though the other part, when you focus on one one part, the rest suffer. But there are other times that you, you'll find that you can't balance all the balls, right? You can't juggle. And we feel like we're in a rut to use your word so how do we keep from getting in that rut of you know that mindset that tells us you're not doing anything right yeah my goal is to always have all the balls in the air all the time (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not saying it's impossible but the idea is okay i'm healthy i've got money in the bank Mm -hmm. i have good relationships you know i've got resources so that when that phone call comes you know when that thing happens it's not like hold on my house is falling apart my car is broken down i got no money you know everything is good so now this is just a blip on a radar. Like if money can fix it, okay, now it's not even a problem. The air condition went, we'll have a guy here tomorrow. Right. But if you don't have money and you don't have friends, you don't have credit, you know, then it's a big problem. But what happens with people who are going through, whether it's divorce or some other major life event, they get stuck and stopped mm-hmm. someplace because they feel like a victim in that area. For me, it was bitterness. I was bitter. Mm-hmm. I was like, I did all the right things. I was a loyal wife. I did this and that. Ah, this wasn't supposed to happen. And I really was stuck there for a while and mm-hmm. I had to work through it. And if you get knocked down 10 times, which during divorce, you've got a lot coming at you. You're dealing with the courts and you know, you're seeing the worst side of the person you married. This this ugly part when you talk about money and kids. And so it's just a lot of emotions. It's easy to get stuck and you're getting just slammed, mm-hmm. but we have to build resilience. We have to realize that rejection is a part of life. And yes, you know, divorce is a huge rejection if your spouse leaves you, but we have to build the resilience, get knocked down 10 times, get up 11. And at first you're shocked and then you might blame and you might be in denial and angry. And, but when you stay down as a victim, that's when you're saying, I have no hope. Life is happening to me. There's absolutely nothing I could do about 
it and I'm just stuck here. And that's where we want to get people up from that dark side. That's where we want them to build the resilience to say, you can get back up, get present, breathe, renew your mind to the past Mm -hmm. and change your body language. Walk in that room like you are supposed to be in that room and start living in gratitude. I have decided to do a gratitude journal. It's been a couple years, but I committed to not going to bed until I filled an entire page with gratitude every night. And at first it started really mechanical. Like, well, I took my vitamins. I walked the dog. And, but now I go throughout my day and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, wow, I get to be on Abundance Solo Mom podcast. Like not everyone gets to do that today. And so I'm looking for things to be grateful for all day long. Like, oh, my neighbor brought in my trash bin. Like I'm so happy about that. I'm looking for it. And it just changes you from being a victim. And it starts to create that flow of Mm -hmm. when you're grateful, things start coming to you. And you also get a more generous heart. So it gets you to recover a little bit quicker and cope when you start being thankful for what you have. And I'm not minimizing anyone's difficult story. I mean, horrible, abusive things happen out there. But if you're listening to this, you have technology, you have ears to hear, um, you have electricity, a battery, a charge, something. You've got a pen, (laughs) start with the roof over your head, find something to be thankful for. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I agree. And, And it's just that we have to learn to cycle through the grief. Feel it, deal with it, but just cycle through it to the other end. And I think, you know, gratitude is near that end. It's where you could get near to that end. And because people say, if you, if you focus on something to be thankful for, then you, you won't find the time to complain about what's happening yes. to you. Yeah. And I, I do yeah. a lot of different things with my clients. One of the things is I have them start a to don't list. And that <laughs> is one of the things that you need to stop doing. Like, yeah. don't do, if you didn't do it, how would your life? be better before yeah. you talk about doing something new and new habits and morning routines or any of that yeah. what are you doing right now that you know if you stopped it your life would be better mm-hmm. and a lot of times they're kindergarten things like well i know i shouldn't be drinking a bottle of wine every night watching mm-hmm. netflix till you know 4 a.m and sleeping till 2 and okay good what are you committed to do well yeah. i could drink half a bottle of wine okay good let's start there we'll check in next week and then watch what happens when you're only drinking a half a bottle of wine instead of a full bottle of wine and you're putting one foot in front of the other and then you're starting to open up the space for doing some new healthy habits so mm-hmm. starting easy by stopping things is a good place to start and also looking at what's good about this yeah and again it might be hard to because i work with these divorced women when there's some you know crazy bad less than excellent things going on but to be able to go okay well you know what being single there are some good things about this i don't have to compromise i can get a fresh start with new friends. I can decorate mm-hmm. my house the way I want. I get quality parenting time when I'm with my kids. It's a chance for me to get out of my comfort zone and, and go do some new things. It's a chance for me to be my best version of me mm-hmm. and really live in a peace-filled house. And I mean, so look for what's good about, wow, I, now I get to really become my true whole self. Yeah. Can I serve others? Can I pursue my passion? Like, wow, this is a whole new lease on life. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thank you very much, Kelly. So what is Kelly grateful for today? Did I ask about it right? No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. So at the time we're recording this, I'm about to go pick my girl up from college and we're about to head to New York and New Jersey for Christmas. Oh, where I'm so jealous. Is. And my son is already there. And my oh. mom and my brother. I mean, everyone is there. Yeah. So we have lots of plans and it's going to be great to see everyone and maybe see some snow. <laughs> and mm-hmm. So I'm just thankful that we're together and 
and it's going to be a great Christmas. Cool. Thank you very much for sharing. And how can we get in touch with you? Yes, I would love if your listeners and viewers emailed me. It's Kelly with an I at Kelly Calabrese, C-A-L-A-B-R-E-S-E.com. I will send them the latest copy of my best-selling book, which is called Success Habits of Super Achievers. So I'll send them the electronic copy. Okay. And if there's anything on the show that inspired them or any challenges they want to share with me, I would love to hear them. I answer every email personally. And they can also go to my uh, website, which is kellycalabrese.com. And if they're a woman who's gone through divorce, separation, breakup, any of that, I'd love if they joined my private Facebook group, which is called Intentionally Fabulous. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. And we'll put all of that in the show notes so people can click, click your email and email you. Yeah, that's great. And one piece of advice for a solo mom. Yeah, I would say love yourself. Stop blaming yourself. Stop judging yourself. Stop trying to be a perfectionist. Stop taking all the fun out of things. Just really speak life mm-hmm. over yourself. Um, just pre-decide that you are great where you are and um, set up boundaries for yourself. I mean, if you're not loving yourself, what's inside you is what comes out of you when life mm-hmm. gets hard. So if it's that bitterness, anger, denial, just ugliness, shock, depression, when things get hard, that's what comes out. But if yes. you let love win and your heart is filled with joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, all of that. When things get hard, that's what comes out of you. So it starts by, you know, really taking care of yourself. And I like to have what I call a heaven experience where I just imagine if I was in heaven, how would things play out there? And that's a a lens or a barometer for how I make my decisions in life. Mm, Interesting. Okay. Thank you very much, Kelly Calabrese, for coming and talking to me today. I really appreciate you. It is my pleasure. Thanks for having me and thanks for bringing the show to the world. It's awesome. Thank you. Hello, solo moms. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life, to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jenatjrosemarie.com or by calling plus one nine one seven nine nine four one three two nine or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you. And I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.